Welcome, and I guess good evening, because it's evening time here, because I'm having to use dad time after the kids go to bed to record. Tonight, we are on, I'm not sure which episode number this is, but we'll, uh, I think it's 10, but it doesn't really matter. Anyways, welcome to the Rack Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hall. Tonight, wow, we've got some things to discuss. The San Diego Comic-Con convention has just wrapped up last weekend, and yeah, some, uh, some new exciting trailers have dropped, some new exciting movies for comic book fans that are Marvel fans at least, uh, some news coming out of there that we'll discuss a little bit of, and then we'll get into uh, some second, what I would like to call second viewings, basically movies that I have watched either once um, or just haven't watched in a long time, and have gone back and reviewed and watched it again to try and see if my opinion about said movie has changed or not, or you know, has evolved as I've evolved, you know, growing up, or if it's pretty much just, yeah, no, it's pretty much what I thought it was, nothing's really much changed tonight, I want to talk about the movie that got toppled at the uh, box office this week, and I don't mean just for the week, I mean toppled as in of all time, we're going to talk about Avatar briefly, and then the other movie I want to talk about is one of my all-time favorites that I haven't actually watched in a while for whatever reason, and that's Gosford Park, one of my, uh, definitely one of my favorites, and then we'll talk about the upcoming, I guess there's just an upcoming movie this week, and we'll dip into a few trailers as well. So, well, let's, uh, I guess let's, what's new? Let's get into that. So, lately I've actually been getting caught up on TV as uh, as opposed to movies, most of the movies I've been watching have been, I guess you could say, kids' movies, uh, ones I've been taking my kids to go see. So that will, in most of those I'm going to be discussing with Patrick on my other podcast, uh, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast with Patrick Terry. And we'll get into all that because most of them have been Disney, and I kind of want to get into talking about the direction... Disney seems to be going as a whole, not so much in the uh, in the areas in which the stuff they've acquired, either via Fox or via you know like Marvel or Star Wars. But we'll dip in that a little bit. So stay tuned for that. We'll actually be recording Sunday, Sunday night, and then it should drop this coming Monday morning, or at least sometime Monday. So that's one thing that's new. I've also, like I said, I've been watching, getting caught up on TV. I uh, got around watching season three, Stranger Things. And after three seasons, I've decided that, much like Joyce, I have no, I mean, I have no room, or I guess not no room. Like Joyce, I don't care about Jonathan, her, her oldest son. Most people, I think, forget that Jonathan is her son. Because she generally doesn't care about him, only cares about Will. And, at least for me, as part of the audience, I, I could care less of Jonathan and Nancy, really. I'm okay, you know, if we can work out a swap with the Upside Down and just uh, go ahead and trade the two of them and get Barb back. 
I think uh, fans would be okay with that, if not rooting for that. But that's just me, after three seasons. Otherwise, yeah, it was good. I mean, had a good season. They did well, you know. Had a Weird Al song and had Dustin wearing a Weird Al shirt. So, I mean, to me, that's a win-win right there. And then I've been getting caught up on this season of American Ninja Warrior. Um, Been really enjoying that. It's something that uh, not only I enjoy, uh, my wife enjoys, and as well as the kids. Uh, the kids uh, enjoy watching that as well. And uh, let's see, what else? Oh, I got caught up on The Flash uh, last this past season. I just wrapped up season five. So uh, getting excited to pump for uh, the next and, I guess, final season of that. Uh, I guess the last thing of what's new and probably just more of an announcement. I think uh, we're going to start doing, we, I'm going to start doing this podcast uh, every two weeks. I think Patrick and I have agreed that we're going to start doing our other, you know, the other podcast, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We're going to start doing that every two weeks as well. So basically, there'll be one that'll drop uh, one week, and then the other podcast will drop the opposite week. It'll make it easier, I guess, easier and just more convenient. So uh, I guess that's the last thing. So let's go ahead and dive on in. So. Uh, so yeah, so the San Diego Comic-Con, which is always kind of the big mecca thing where all, uh, started out as this very, very small convention in San Diego in a small little convention center. And within, I want to say at least the last 20 years has really just exploded. It used to just be just another comic book convention. And then all of a sudden, you started getting, it started becoming more commercialized. Hollywood started stepping in as far as uh, when movies started coming out, more and more superhero movies. It became more and more of a thing and then has evolved more into just not only just comic books and comic book movies, but just pop culture in general. It's the, I guess you could almost call it the Super Bowl of comic book conventions and entertainment conventions, which is, you know, it is what it is. It's, I want to say they usually estimate anywhere between 10 and 20,000 people come to San Diego for the comic book convention for the four days uh, that it's open. As much as I would love to go just once, I also know I don't do I don't do well with large crowds of thousands and thousands of people because I don't like getting pushed and shoved and people stepping on my feet and me accidentally stepping on other people's feet. It's just something I, it just brings anxiety to me. Plus, I don't like not, I don't like there being a lot of people and very, without a, a lot of very well-marked and very well-designated uh, exits. But that's just more of a anxiety thing for me. But anyways, uh, not to get off, too far off track on that, it is something, it is pretty amazing. It is something every year, something amazing happens. And... This year, I don't know. I guess I was a little, I don't want to say I was disappointed by just the news and watching everything that came out. I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, all right. I think the most exciting things that actually occurred at the comic book convention wasn't really things that happened there, but more or less 
movie trailers that dropped during said convention. So I, it was, yeah, it was like, well, I guess I really didn't need to be there. I mean, I'm sure it was cool to be there. I'm just saying for things that interest me, I was like, yeah, okay. Avengers is done. You know, it, they're moving on to their next stage, their next phase, I guess is what they call it. And some of the things that are coming out will be fine. It, it's not really the things that I'm interested in, but I'll go see them and I'll be entertained, which is, you know, all they really need to ask for. So let's uh, talk kind of before we delve into the Marvel stuff. The first thing that I found interesting was the latest and to me the most as far as coming from my aspect and things that interest me is the new is that the Top Gun Maverick trailer the sequel to the 1986 I call it a classic because I, I grew up on that movie um, so for all intents and purposes for me it's a classic some people it may not be as much and that's fine so the new trailer drop the I kind of I didn't want to roll my eyes because I never understood why they're making a sequel in the first place because the whole point of the I don't want to say the whole point when the original Top Gun came out in 1986 they the Navy used it as a recruiting tool it was more of a way to try and get people to enlist the Navy actually uh, I guess help produce it because they gave money to the film for it to be made they used the film and its recruiting tools and setups and everything it and they did see numbers start to rise of people wanting to join. <clears throat> so it's, you know, it's partially a Navy propaganda movie, so to speak. And one that really hasn't been made in a while, I don't think. Because I keep trying to, and I've been thinking about this for a while, because I've kind of wanted to do something as far as do some research and do either write something about or at least talk with somebody about as far as military propaganda films from the past, as well as uh, ones a little more current. And we really, and I'm trying to think of one that I would classify as something that's more current. And right now I haven't thought of one. If you think of one, please let me know. You know, uh, post something on the page, shoot me, shoot me a message, something. So what I got from the trailer, Maverick's still fine. 30, you know, what, 33 years later, this movie's now come out. So 33 years, years later, he's very, he's aged a little bit. He's still wearing the same jacket, still riding the same motorcycle. But he's not teaching. He's still flying, but he's not teaching. And from what I could tell, the, the camera setups look amazing. The footage of him flying looks amazing. Not sure much about what the plot's about. You can even go on IMDb and have to say the plot is unknown at this time. But they don't even have. Uh, it seems like they would at least when they released the trailer, at least released a short summary, just an outline, nothing. What we do know about it is that Jennifer Connelly is in it. Uh, Tom Cruise is reprising his role as Maverick. Val Kilmer is reprising his role as Iceman. 
Monica Barbaro is in it. Miles Teller is in it. So that should be interesting. John Hamm is going to be it, as well as Ed Harris, who I believe is probably just uh, taking over Tom Skerritt's role and not, I can't think of his name, the guy that played the principal in Back to the Future, <laughs> um, who was also on the original Top Gun. I also see uh, Manny Jacinto is in it, and trying to see if there's anybody else uh, that I recognize. But it's got a quite a decent cast. Um, it's directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who uh, I'm trying to pull up his filmography real quick, see if we know him from anything. And he's directed seven films. He directed the Taco Bell Web of Fries. So there's something for you. Uh, he did direct Only the Brave, the uh, fire, the uh, firefighting one with Josh Brolin. Uh, really put out forest fires. He did direct Oblivion with Tom Cruise. And he directed Tron Legacy with Jeff Bridges and Garrett Hedlund and uh, Olivia Wilde. So he's got some action movies under his belt with some big neighbors. So he, he should be able to uh, do a decent job, I would think. I guess we'll find out, won't we? But the trailer looks good. I mean, it's every time I watch it, I'm like, okay, yeah, this has promise. So one of my favorite phrases to use when I watch movie trailers so I don't kind of get all wrapped up in the hype and everything about movies that are trying to look good is that I try to remain cautiously optimistic because I want to hope that the movie's really good. I really do. But I don't want to be be all excited about a movie and then just get there and be like, what in the hell was I just watching? This is nothing like this movie. Or nothing like the trailer I just watched. I, I What's going on? And then be disappointed. It's just easier not to go in... It's easier for me to go into a movie without any expectations. I tend to enjoy movies more, or I tend to dislike them less. So, hence the cautiously optimistic. So, the next one I want to talk about is was the finally a what I would like to refer to as a good trailer for It Chapter 2. It looks, yeah, it's everything you want it to be. I mean, it's everything you were hoping. It's everything that the first one is. But, you know, and it's just, it, it, it seems like it flows seamlessly in the fact that you could tell that there's not really two different types of vision. It's the same vision. It's just the kids are, I mean, it's just replaced the actors. That's all it is. Except for Bill Skarsgård is still reprising his role as Pennywise. Um, Jessica Chastain is playing the role of Beverly Marsh. James McAvoy is, is Bill Dimbro. Bill Hader plays Richie Tozer. Jay Ryan plays Ben Hanscom. Uh, let's see here. James Ransom plays Eddie Kasprak. Uh, and you may not recognize him. Anybody that's watched season two of the season two of The Wire knows who James Ransom is. He was he was the screw up that ended up buying a duck of all things, which always cracks me up about that shit. Anyways, great actor, great character actor. He's always in stuff. You can be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Anyways, I, he'll be great. Um, Isaiah Mustafa playing Mike Hanlon. Yeah, it's just. And then uh, Andy Bean is playing Stanley Uris. So it's 
it looks great. I mean, it's a great cast. The trailer gives you one and more, which is what a good trailer does. A good trailer will show you just enough to get you either excited about a movie or or keep your interest. What a what a good trailer doesn't do is literally show you the movie. You know, like going, oh, well, why am I going to go see it? Because I've I feel like I've seen the entire movie. Or a bad trailer also mis you know what a good trailer also doesn't do is mislead you wondering what is this movie about even after seeing it. So this trailer is great and it looks the movie looks scary as hell. The TV movie the the TV, the original TV movie scared the hell out of me as a teenager and to this day I still have a hard time watching that movie. <laughs> watching the TV version. I even went back before this before the before uh, the first it came out two years ago, I I, I had yeah. I had to uh, I rewatched it. I sucked it up, rewatched it. It's not as scary as I as it as it was when I was younger, but still ain't still isn't great. Tim Curry is still amazing as Pennywise, and still so. Anyways, I'm actually excited about seeing the. Uh, Second part of this film. I'm, I'm definitely excited. Sorry, I had to take a brief pause. My dog was eating. I decided to record in the dining room for the change instead of where I normally record. And of course, uh, my dog started eating right in the middle of me talking. And of course, as soon as I hit stop, she stops eating. I'm like, really? Really? You're, you're just going to wait? Anyways. So I took a brief little pause and then uh, let her finish, and then I'm, so we'll go back into it. And I pretty much wrapped up what I wanted to say about it. Chapter two uh, should be interesting. I know, uh, no, I'm excited. And it's one of the few horror movies my wife and I will both go see in the theater as opposed to uh, just watching it at the house. We both are kind of picky when it comes to horror movies. We prefer, I guess, your more thriller style. We don't like gore, you know, your torture porn horror movies or your gory just slasher ones. I mean, there's a few I'll see every now and then, but I prefer a more suspense building kind of horror. It's kind of my 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 favorite, obviously, because Hitchcock's my favorite director, so that kind of build building of suspense using story and using sound and and styles of that nature kind of how I enjoy getting my getting my scare on, I guess, so to speak. Alright, so moving on to the next trailer is cats. I I I don't know what's going on with this film. I don't know who was high on catnip <laughs> or other things when they when they were like this Broadway musical that's been on for 30 years and just left. Yeah, let's make that a movie. I, I don't know who was asking for it. I, I can't, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know who was asking for it. I've watched the trailer. It has an amazing cast. This movie looks terrible. I I watched the trailer and I immediately immediately without even without even hesitation 
sent the trailer to my mother, who, if you've listened to the previous episode where her and I talked about movie musicals, you would understand why I sent it to her. And I, the exact same, and my exact text was, who asked for this? They, they need to be, they need to have a talking to whoever asked for this movie to be made. Because it looks bad. It just, I mean, maybe I'll be surprised. I mean, I'm obviously going to go see it. It's a musical, of course I'm going to go see it. I didn't ask for this movie. I don't really want to see this movie. I've seen Cats. I saw a touring company of it uh, probably 25 years ago, probably more or less. Um, It was fine. I mean, I wasn't blown away. It wasn't like Starlight Express when I was a kid and thought that that was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. People on bicycles and roller, roller skates on a musical stage doing feats of acrobats while singing with the light-up outfits. That, I could see maybe being adapted into a movie more so because it would be more stunt-related and more practical uh, type of things. The story would probably be ridiculous, but still, that I could see being made into a movie more than I could see Cats being made. <sighs> uh, yeah, wow. Anyways, a tribe of cats called the Jellicles, if you don't know the story about cats, uh, must decide yearly which one will ascend to the heaviside layer and come back to a new Jellico life. This story, this movie, stars Francesca Hayward, Idris Alba, Taylor Swift, let's see, Rebel Wilson, Judy Dench, Ian McKellen, Jennifer Hudson, James Corden, Jason Derulo, Ray Winstone. Um, and it just goes on, and I'm just just surprised I'm just wow all of these people signed on for this I I'm hoping and I'm really hoping that it's one of those they signed on for an X number of movie deal and they're fulfilling a contract I'm really hoping now I don't mean to I'm trying not to, I don't want to crap on this film already after only seeing the trailer but the only thing I think probably it'll have in its favor, the uh, Tom Hooper's the director. Tom Hooper, if you don't know who who that is, directed the Danish Girl with uh, Eddie Redmayne. Um, he directed the movie adaptation of the musical of Les Mis, um, which was. Fine, it was okay. I, I love Malia Miz, it's my favorite Broadway musical. It was fine. Uh, it, it was, I, I wasn't really that. I'll, I'd rather see it on stage, but, anyways. Um, and he directed The King's Speech, which I absolutely loved. I, I thought that was a great movie. And, yeah, I mean, I, I just really enjoyed it. Um, man. Again, maybe I'll be surprised. Who knows? Who knows? If anything, it'll probably get nominated for Best Makeup. Makeup and Hair. Maybe Set Design. I don't know. Maybe Set Design. But it just 
looks like it's a mostly green screen, so I don't really see how that's going to work. Um, yeah. All right, enough about cats. I've, I've spent more time on cats than I wanted to. Until I have to talk about it again after seeing it. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll make uh, Mom watch that one as well. And uh, have force her to talk about it with me. Maybe we'll both be pleasantly surprised. We'll see. All right. Um, so let's get into, finally, uh, Marvel. Marvel had really had his big release. Because um, now that Endgame has not only wrapped up the Avengers, as far as a lot of the storylines with a lot of its main characters that um, we've, spent time with if you've seen all these movies um it wraps up a lot of storylines and it starts new ones for other characters well <clears throat> marvel i'm only going to talk about it released tv and tv because they're releasing uh tv shows they're going to go on to the disney plus streaming thing when that goes live so they've got uh, several shows that are going to be on there and they've got uh, the Winter Soldier and or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which would be about the only one I'd want to watch. Um, they're going to have a Loki one, WandaVision, which is Wanda Maximoff and also known as Scarlet Witch, and Vision. I, I love Elizabeth Olsen. I have no I, no interest in watching that. And uh, I forgot what else. There was another one. I just I was like, okay, sure, why not? Either you get it. Either you get a movie, you get a movie, you get a movie, or you get a TV show, you get a TV show. Not you, you're dead. And you get a TV show. So, along the lines of the movies, the first one slated to come out is going to be the Black Widow movie. And this is going to be, I, I think it's going to be more of an origin story. How... How uh, Natasha Romanoff got into doing what you know started out it'll probably take place in her years and take and show her training in Russia and her you know being an assassin for them and then I guess getting turned into a good not turned into deciding to become a good guy or something like that. I'm guessing I'm just spitballing more than anything. Because, again, the plot is unknown at this time. What we do know is that it's slated to come out May 1st of next year. So, yeah. Um, also starring Scarlett Johansson playing you know, the Black Widow will be David Harbour from Stranger Things. Um, Florence Pugh, uh, if you listen to the last uh, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, we talked about the movie Midsummer. She played the lead uh, female role in Midsummer. Uh, Rachel Weiss will be in it. Ray Winstone uh, will be in it. And but those are about the only uh, actors that I recognize. And the movie will be directed by Kate Shortland, who is known for I guess uh, she directed a movie called Lore. Not 
TV show based on the podcast, but I'm um, separate movie. Color, uh, Somersault, Berlin Syndrome, and that looks about it. So nothing I've seen to be able to draw any sort of, get any sort of idea of what kind of style um, storytelling she has. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, next we have kind of some of the biggest news, I guess, to come out of this whole thing is a new Thor movie. It's going to be called Thor Love and Thunder, in which Chris Hemsworth will reprise his role as Thor. Tessa Thompson will reprise her role as Valkyrie. Natalie Portman's coming back. She's kind of been MIA since, I believe, Thor The Dark World was the last one she was in. I take that back. She had a, I guess you can almost call it a cameo in Endgame. But other than that, yeah, it's been a minute. So, big news is that Thor, Love and Thunder, we're going to see Jane Foster become Lady Thor, which is something they did in the comics some years back um, for a run. I'm not sure how long because I don't read Marvel or Thor, to be honest. Um, but I, I was aware of it. So uh, basically the the passing of the hammer is going to pass down to Natalie Portman. And uh, Taika Waititi will be returning to direct. So I'm pretty stoked about that part because Ragnarok was amazing, not only in action, but also in humor. And that's something I really enjoy. He's he's not only directing, but also writing the script. So, that's exciting. And that'll become... That is slated to come out November 5th, 2021. So, you've got a little bit of time on that one. And then... Let's see here. One that uh, I don't know much about. I don't think really anybody does. Is the fact that... The old uh, Vampire Slayer, and I don't mean Buffy, but Blade is coming back. And I don't mean Wesley Snipes' Blade. I mean an all-new Blade based on the same character. And there's not even... There's not even a, 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 a section on IMDb for it yet. That's how like new, new this is. So the only the only thing we do know, Blade is coming back to move to uh, be a feature film, and Mahershala Ali from Green Book. He was also the main villain in Luke Cage during the first season, the uh, Netflix show, and he was also on a show from, golly, the early early aughts that used to be on USA called the Forty Four Hundred. Then that's where and that's actually where I know Mahershala Ali from to be honest, is from that show. Um, but he's going to come back and he's going to be Blade. So I think, I think that's a good pick. I, I think he could bring a lot to it. I think I could see him with the swagger. I could definitely see it. So it should be, that'll be uh, interesting to see what, they, what they're going to end up doing with that character. And then, um, let's see, coming out 
November 6, 2020 is the Eternals, which I'll be honest, I have absolutely no clue what it's about. So I actually had to look it up. So the Eternals are a, fic- are a fictional species of humanity that uh, appeared in Marvel Comics, described as an offshoot of the evolutionary process that created sentient life on Earth. Original instigators of this process, the alien celestials, intended the Eternals to be the defenders of Earth, which leads to the inevitability of war against their destructive counterparts, the Deviants. Uh, Jack Kirby was the one that created the Eternals, made the first appearance in 1976, so... It's got an all-star. I know it has an all-star cast um, led by someone I really like as an actor and as a comedian, uh, Kamel Nanjiani, which that's going to be exciting. He was recently in Stuber and The Big Sick. It's kind of the one most people are going to know him from. Um, Angelina Jolie's in it. And Richard Madden, who was in the, uh, the Last Hobbit series. Uh, Selma Hayek, Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta, or the TV show Atlanta, and a couple other characters I don't, actors I don't, actors and actresses I don't recognize off the top of my head. So, I'm, uh, yeah, sure, why not? You know, I can't get excited because I don't know real much about them. So, much like when Guardians first came out, I didn't know much about them. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Sure. Talking tree, talking raccoon. Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? So, uh, to the Eternals, I say, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm sure it'll be entertaining. And again, that comes out November 6th of next year. And then I guess that we've just, there's two left. We've got uh, one, again, another character I know nothing about uh shang chi and the legend of the ten rings not a clue uh, i guess shang chi is the master of kung fu so sure why not you know um i guess simu lu or simon lu uh is gonna play shang chi don't know him um, Aquafina is going to be in it. That's about the only one I know. Tony Chu Y Lung is going to play uh, the Mandarin. And I figure I had to do something with the Mandarin because it's talking about the Ten Rings. So that'll be. Uh, so you know, I'm sure that'll be good, especially if they do the martial arts well and and uh, actually show the action to it. I'm trying to see here what he's directing. See they how much action. Um, directed by Dustin Daniel Cretton, directed The Glass Castle with Brie Larson, not exactly an action movie. Also directed Short Term 12, also with Brie Larson, also not an action movie. Huh. All right, well, that should be interesting. All right, well, can't wait. I mean, let's, you know. 
At least we know it'll be character driven because uh, most of those movies are character driven pieces. And then lastly, and probably the one I'm actually looking forward to the most out of all of these is let's see, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So apparently from what I've read and what has been said about it is that this is going to be Marvel's horror movie. This is going to be because most you think about they've covered pretty much every genre and I'm like, okay, they haven't done a horror one yet. And I'm not talking about New Mutants, which is a Fox property, which is now technically a Disney property. And it's been pushed back and pushed back and looked like it was going to be a horror movie now. Pretty sure it's just going to wind up being a letdown. So, it's, uh, anyways, that's another. But yeah, so, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. going to be the horror movie. I can't wait to see how they do it. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch will come back as Doctor Stephen Strange. Elizabeth Olsen will come back as Wanda Maximoff. And Benedict Wong will reprise his role as Wong. Again, nothing else. Don't know much about uh, much else about it. Uh, Scott Derrickson, who directed the original Doctor Strange, is coming back to direct the sequel. I like it when they have directors come back and direct sequels because you've already got you already know their style. It'll be more fluid. The actors already know the director. The director already knows the actors. Airbait, it's a lot more comfortable, a lot more, I want to say laid back, but it's a lot easier when you already know. You just kind of just hop back in the saddle and go with it. So, yeah, I think it'll be good. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, let's see, Doctor Strange has a release date showing May 7th, 2021. So we got a little bit of a wait on that one. So I guess we will have we'll be anxiously awaiting all of those. Some maybe more than others, depending on who you are. So what's uh, next? I want to talk about the thing I call, like to call second viewing, where I basically just watch a movie I haven't seen in a while, or just watch a movie that I may not have liked originally. Watch it again and then see see if I like it more or the same or heck even less. I mean that's that's happened before too. I was like, yeah, I like this movie even less than I thought I did. So anyways, let's get into Avatar. I figured why not? It was on a streaming service, so I watched it. I'm like, yeah, I'll put this on. I have I've only seen it once. The movie came out in two thousand and nine. It was one of the first movies when they when movie theaters reintroduced 3D into movie theaters. It was one of the first ones. And James Cameron, more, I don't want to say pushed it, but he made the technology so that it could be seen in 3D and look amazing, look beautiful. And you know what? Yeah, it did. Although the 3D to me, <coughs> when I watched it, if I wasn't looking just right, took me out of it. And I hate that so much. It's one of the reasons why I don't even watch 3D that often anymore. I just choose just to watch it regular. I mean, I get it. I mean, there's some, if I've already seen it before, yeah, I may watch it in 3D again. Just see how it's different, you know, see what it adds. But I don't like, I, I could find 3D could be a distraction sometimes. 
it could take me out of a movie. So I'd rather see it, you know, in regular 2D, and then if I really like it, be like, oh, but this would be cool in 3D. Go back and see it again, then. Yeah, sure. Why not? So I watched Avatar. I, I, I still don't like Avatar. And that's okay. I, the way, this is how I kind of equate Avatar. I now understand why people don't like Star Wars. I do. I mean, I was raised, I was a kid, grew up on it, loved it. You know, I still love the Star Wars movies, except for episodes one, two, and three. We don't talk about those. We don't, yeah, we don't talk about those movies. However, four, five, six, and so on, sure. One, two, three, we don't talk about. Anyways, but I can see people that absolutely love this movie. I can see why they love it. It's sort of. I may not understand it. I definitely don't agree with it. But I could kind of see it. It is beautiful to look at. I mean, I'll be honest. I, like, I, I, I was even watching it now and not watching it in 3D. I'm still looking at this going, wow, this movie is 10 years old. And the visual effects are amazing. It looks It looks beautiful. This, But that's really about it. It's a good eye candy. But that's really about it. The story's lame. It is so lame. I said then, and I still think now, even more, even now that I have more appreciation for, for dialogue, and script, and recognizing lazy writing. There's some pretty lazy writing in this. When you have to, when the whole point of the, of going to this planet. And interrupting this colony of, of species that is there is so you can drill and mine and basically plunder a elemental resource called unobtainium. You, you've lost people. You can name it something else. You might as well name it freaking frack or something. It's unobtainium is the dumbest thing. I've ever heard and it sounds like and it sounds so juvenile it sounds like like seriously my eight-year-old could come up with a better name I still haven't figured out how this how that passed anybody <laughs> like I can't James Cameron James Cameron let someone repeatedly say use the word unobtainium is the dumbest thing it's just the dumbest I I get hung up on that I don't and it's and for me, it's really a dumb thing for me to get hung up on. But it is. It's the acting's fine. The acting's okay. I'm not wild by it. The only thing I'm wild by is the effects. And that's. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the only thing that I'm supposed to get wild by. But the fact that James Cameron thinks this movie is so good, it deserves three sequels. Ah, Man, I. He needs, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious more than anything to see this trailer for, to see a trailer for this first sequel that's coming out. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. I mean, and again, this has a great cast. Obviously, I mean, it's James Cameron, so obviously it has a good cast. So, of course, it's going to have Scorny Weaver in it. Ripley's got to be in it. Got to be in it. You know, she's not going to be Ripley. Uh, Zoe Saldana. 
So, you know, Gamora, but blue with a tail. Um, still playing an alien. Sam Worthington plays the lead and uh, not uh, and not a Terminator. So Michelle Rodriguez completely forgot she was even in this movie. Giovanni um, Ribisi's in it. Joel David Moore, which if you're like me, you probably know him more from Dodgeball than anything else. Uh, CCH Pounder, West Duty. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some great actors in here. And, of course, uh, Stephen Wang, who, if anybody has seen the movie Don't Speak, oh, my God. He is the old blind dude whose house they break into. Oh, my God, that end scene. Ugh, I get disgusted thinking about it. Anyways, he plays the Colonel Colonel Badass, I guess, <laughs> in this movie. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I just, <sighs> yeah, it's just not for me. I can see why everybody else loves it. And I saw a funny meme. It was basically, it was making fun of Marvel really pushing to try and get, to try and topple Avatar as the number one box office movie of all time. Because Fox is the one that put Avatar out. Well, now Disney owns Fox. So the fact that Disney made such a huge push to beat Avatar, they literally made a push to beat their own movie now what is now part of their catalog so it's now their own movie it was, it was funny though it was uh, <laughs> it was basically Fox putting a medal over Disney after Disney beat, <laughs> beat beat them in the box office I'm like oh yeah I guess it would and it was the person in the the person was the same person giving the medal to the other person anyways it was pretty funny I was like yeah okay that makes a lot more sense now so, yeah, Avatar. It is what it is. Either, um, so, next, the movie that uh, I want to talk about on second, it's, uh, in regards to a second view is Gosford Park. Love this movie. Absolutely love this movie. And when I first watched it, I didn't really... I, was, I only thought it was okay. Like, I, I could see... I mean, it's, Rob, it's directed by Robert Altman. And who is known for having what they like to call uh, overlapping dialogue. So what they do is they have, you know, because usually actors wait for one person to finish before talking. Well, this is not very conversational speak because most people kind of are talking when another person is talking because they're trying to keep up with conversation or whatever. And usually in the movies they just, don't do that. He's notorious for doing that. It's kind of his style. And it does make it seem more, I, I get not casual, but more realistic as far as a setting. And you can hear, you know, other people's dialogues just as much as you can, conversation as you can, another person's. Just clear as day. So you have several conversations that you're following. I thought it was, anyways, uh, Gosford Park came out in 2001. It's directed by Robert Altman. If you are a fan of Downton Abbey and you haven't seen this movie, you're doing yourself a disservice. Because this movie, again, came out many years before Gosford Park. Or, I mean, many years before Downton Abbey. And this movie is amazing. If you're into that sort of thing. Like, if you're into Downton. Uh, it's the lives of upstairs guests and downstairs servants 
at a party in 1932 in the country house in England as they investigate a murder involving one of them. So it's kind of a whodunit with, you know, witty dialogue as well. So, talk about an all-star cast. Maggie Smith, Ryan Phillippe, Michael Gambon. So not only is is uh, not only is uh, McGonagall in it, but so is Dumbledore, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, Kristen Scott Thomas is in it. Um, Charles Dance is in it. Um, Tom Hollander, Jeremy Northam, Bob Balaban, um, Stephen Fry's in it. I forgot. Kelly McDonald, Clive Owen, Helen Mirren, Emily Watson. Um, most some people know who Derek Jer- Derek Jacoby is. Richard E. Grant. Yeah, it's just a uh, full of just people after you know name after name and after name and after name, which is basically what a Robert Alton Alton movie is going to get. It's kind of like uh, Robert Altman gets actors kind of like Woody Allen does, except Robert Altman's not a creeper. So, as far as I know. Um, but yeah, the witty dialogue is just... It, it, I always catch something new. And I've seen this movie, I don't even know how many times. We'll just say multiple on multiple, multiple times. And the dialogue's funny. The story is is pretty good because you have because it, it he does a really good job making sure you spend just as much time with the upstairs uppities <laughs> as you do with the servants and everybody's got something going on and you really don't know who who did it until the end so if you could find it i would highly recommend it uh, it's Definitely, again, one of my favorites, and one I definitely want to. And it's got good music. The score is really well done. Jeremy Northam plays an actor slash singer, so he performs a little bit, does some singing, and it's actually really good. He's actually a decent singer, which you know sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. But yeah, it looks, you know, it's again one of my favorites. So definitely recommend that to anyone that wants that hasn't seen it or wishes to re- rewatch it. And um, I would love to hear what you guys had, what y'all think on both those movies, uh, Avatar and Gossard Park. Uh, hit me up on the Facebook fan page or any of the social medias. I would love to hear your thoughts on that. So trailers, I've only got a couple I'm going to talk about. Um, first one, I didn't even know was a thing until I, until I saw it pop up, is the trailer for Harriet, which is based on the life of Harriet Tubman. It's a, uh, it basically covers her escape from slavery and subsequent missions to free dozens of slaves through the underground railroad in the face of growing pre-Civil War adversity. It stars Cynthia Erivo. I believe, I'm sure I butchered that one. Uh, she was in Bad Times at the El Royale, if you saw that. Uh, she was in oh she was in Widows. That's where I recognize her from. She played Belle in Widows, which is another great movie. Um, she's gonna play. She'll be starring as Harriet Tubman. Uh, Janelle Monae, the singer, is gonna be is in it as Marie. Uh, Clark Peters. Anybody that 
that watched The Wire again. He was in all the seasons. Um, huge fan of his. I'm trying to see. Bondi Curtis Hall. Wesley Odom Jr. Jennifer Nettles. I, why? Uh, okay. Jennifer Nettles is in it. It is directed by Casey Lemons, who is a... She directed an episode of Luke Cage. Um, most Looks like mostly TV. Black Nativity, she directed. Uh, Talk to Me, The Caveman's Valentine from way back in 01. Eve's Bayou in 97. So, yeah, she's... And she's also been an actress in, as well. So, yeah, I'm... Um, Looks interesting. I'll, go, I'll probably go see it. And then Tom Hanks, um, Fred Rogers movie. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It looks great. I mean, I already, I think I already, I, uh, already posted the video and just put for your consideration. Because, I, I mean, you just watch the trailer, you're like, he's going to get nominated. Uh, it's, yeah, he's going to get nominated. I did have someone post, you know, they should not have cast Tom Hanks for this movie. This is terrible. You know, they're expressing their feelings about how much they love the original Fred Rogers. I understand that. But really, who else would, you, if not Tom Hanks, who would you cast? And that's a good question, you know, for anybody else. Let me know. Who would you cast instead of Tom Hanks as Fred Rogers? I personally, I would like to see David Lynch. Just to see how weird it gets. <laughs> with his high-pitched voice it would be uh it would be a trip I, god that'd be weird and that'd be if he directed it too that'd be a very weird cerebral kind of movie wow <laughs> uh sorry i made myself laugh anyways um yeah tom hanks starring as fred rogers um movies slated to come out uh, november 22nd 2019 just in time for oscar season uh, Matthew Reese uh, plays a reporter that you know learns meets Fred Rogers and learns about his life. Chris Cooper's in it, um, but it looks good. I mean, yeah, why not? You know, uh, it's based on obviously based on the true story of a real life friendship between Fred Rogers and journalist Tom Junode. Junode. And directed by Marielle Heller, whose sister is comedian, uh, comedian and writer Emily Heller, who I absolutely love. Uh, Emily Heller writes for Barry on HBO. Uh, I like Marielle Heller because she directed um, the movie "Can You Ever Forgive Me" with with Melissa McCarthy and uh, Richard E. Grant. I thought that movie was kind of underrated. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, she also directed The Diary of a Teenage Girl. I think she'll bring a lot of heart to this movie. And, uh, yeah, I I think it'll be good. I'm very, I'm very excited for this movie. I think it'll be good. And I think she'll do just a fine job. So, that's going to be it on trailers. Upcoming, this Friday, or I guess... As of this recording, it comes out today because I'm recording on Thursday night. As of this recording, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin, Quentin Tarantino's newest and ninth uh, movie is now out in theaters. 
I won't say I have a love-hate relationship with Quentin Tarantino. I don't love his movies. I respect the hell out of his movies. But I don't love the movies. If that makes sense. Like, I love Christopher Nolan movies. But some I love more than others. Hitchcock movies. Love Hitchcock movies. Quentin Tarantino, I respect. And I don't love his movies, if that makes sense. Like, I enjoy them. And I'm like, yeah, those are, that was good. You know, it's fine. Like, Hateful Eight was okay. I was kind of wanting a little bit more out of it. and Or maybe I was wanting something different than what he gave. Uh, Django, yeah, that was fine. Um, I like Pulp Fiction. I actually really like Jackie Brown. One that I know a lot of people aren't fans of or not, is not their favorite. But I, I actually really enjoyed it, that one as well. Reservoir Dogs, obviously, is classic. But The Kill Bills, I like Volume 2 more than Volume 1. So, it's, yeah, I mean, I definitely don't like him as an actor. I think he's a terrible actor. And that he's, him being in front of the, or behind the camera, is much better than him in front of the camera. I have yet to find anybody that will disagree with me on that. Just saying. If you need to know what kind of an actor he is, look no for, no further than From Dust Till Dawn. That would tell you how bad of an actor he is. Just saying. Anyways, I will go see that and we'll have that I'll have that ready to talk about for the next episode. And um oh, by the time I probably record the next episode, um the summer movie I've been looking forward to the most. Uh speaking of movies, I not going with High expectations when you, you know, when you uh, expect it to be good. This one is kind of, uh, I think the the word the term people like to use is reviewer proof, and that's the Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. I'm already on board. I I saw the trailer. Yeah, first I was like, why are they doing the spinoff? I saw the first trailer and laughed and thought it looks hilarious, and looks just ridiculous on a whole different kind of level of redonkulous and I'm like well yeah of course it's going to be like this and so I'm extremely excited that's the one I've been waiting to see that comes out uh, August 2nd no 7th so yeah not it comes out a week from tomorrow and so I'm actually really excited about that movie and I uh, can't wait to see it it, I mean, it is what it is. If you enjoy the Fast and Furious movies, you'll probably enjoy this. If you don't, then you probably won't. It's just kind of one of those type of things. It's not You're not really going to be on the fence, I don't think. But, I mean, I can't wait to find out other people's opinions. And I can't wait to give you mine. So those are the two I know for sure I have coming up. So if you aren't already listening to uh, my other podcast with Patrick Terry the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, please give that a listen. You know, drop a subscribe button. Uh, like us on our Facebook fan page. We're trying to get more uh, interactive with that and talk with people. And, of course, please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. And like this Facebook fan page, too. And hit us up on social media. And let us know how we're doing on both. And... Let's see, as always, hey, uh, suggest a movie to a friend. 
have them suggest one to you that you may have not may not have seen. And as always, check out your local libraries. They're a great resource for movies, as well as books on movies, on how to make them, on film studies, on biographies. I mean, always, always, always support your local libraries. And I believe that's going to be all. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye.